Life Audio. Hey friend, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to the Compare Do Show today. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Today we're going to talk about ways to be healthy during the holidays. Now, before you're expecting like a trigger alert, (laughs) like this is not a diet culture, how to be healthy, like magazine article you'd find in the December issue of the Red Book, kind of like 10 ways to not eat at the Christmas party. That's not where we're going today. Today, we are going to places, things in your life that you can tweak that may make you feel better all season long. Now, see, I used to think that feeling better meant two things. It meant not eating things that I felt like were going to make me fat, and it meant looking good, having a body that looked a certain way. Now, the ironic thing is I never thought my body looked good. So even though that was my goal, it was an unattainable goal because I could never get there no matter what size I was. But today, as we talk about feeling good, we're incorporating things that I've learned. (laughs) So when I was obsessed with my body and my size and my food, I didn't actually feel good. I missed many, many, many joyful Decembers because I was so uber focused on not eating the food or getting all the things done, plus my two-hour workouts, all those things. Like, y'all, I missed it. And it wasn't healthy. My obsession with food and body wasn't healthy. And so I thought that being healthy was all about my food, and it wasn't. It was so much more than that. So my suggestions today are more comprehensive, more holistic. We're going to talk about food just like a smidge, but not much. I think you're going to enjoy it. I really pray that it helps you this holiday season. And wait till the end. I'm offering you a special discount code on my course and coaching that's you can use just till December 8th. So listen for that code at the end. You can find out about really the lowest price ever I've offered the coaching and course for. So listen to the end, and then you can go to improvebodyimage.com and find out more. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel His love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of Scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Well, hey there, friend. Hey, before we dig into today's topic, I just want to let you know that if you ever hear an advertisement on the show that you don't feel like is a good fit for the show, would you please let me know? Heather at compareto.me. I am part of Life Audio and it's great to be part of them, but the ads are automatically inserted (laughs) from a service. And there's been some complications recently and some ads that were not supposed to get through have gotten through. So if that harmed you in any way, I my deepest apologies for that. But please don't just get frustrated. Let me know so I can take action. I appreciate your help on that front. Well, today we're talking about how to be healthy during the holidays. And oh, yikes, like that sounds like a headline straight out of diet culture, doesn't it? Oh, but hey, I want to take a different 
angle on this, okay? Because the truth is we do all want to feel good during the holiday season, in the midst of the stress, in the midst of you know, maybe having more things to do on your to-do list than you know how to get done, right? Like you don't want to miss the holidays because you're so busy trying to do the holidays. And so when I talk about health today, I do want to talk about caring for our bodies, but I'm not going to talk about not eating cookies or just make sure you go to the Christmas party like so full that you couldn't possibly eat anything there. I think that's a little restrictive and maybe even a little depressing, right? Like when we have a holiday party, Christmas party is a time of celebration. And as I read my Bible, I don't see anywhere where because we're Christians, we're supposed to to stay out of the celebration. No, we're celebrating Christ's birth. Like in the Bible, they feasted when something important was happening, like a wedding or one of the feasts that they celebrated. They were called feasts because they were feasts, right? That doesn't mean that they lived like that all year round. They didn't feast every single day, every single year. But when it was time to celebrate, food was a part of that celebration. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So we're not really going to talk about not eating anything, okay? But we are going to talk about ways that you can feel good. And so my number one healthy this holiday season tip for you is take social media off your phone. Oh, that's not what you wanted to hear. (laughs) was it? And some of you don't even have it on your phone. You're like, yeah, that doesn't apply to me. Don't worry, there's going to be others. But friends, I I wrote my Christmas devotional that's on you version. It's how to have a comparison free Christmas. And, And this was kind of like one of the main devotional stories in there. But like, I have literally ruined my Christmas Eve because I was scrolling Facebook and I saw other people do Christmas Eve better than I did. Friend, so not necessary, so not helpful to be constantly comparing ourselves to what others are doing or how they look while they're doing it on social media. You don't need it. You're too busy for it. Okay. And, and I think what happens a lot of times is when we are stressed and busy, we want to zone out, right? So we just get on the phone, we start scrolling. (laughs) Oh, but it never helps us feel less stressed. It never helps us rest. So my encouragement for you would be take those apps off your phone for this season and maybe grab a book. Maybe grab an Advent devotional. Maybe grab my new book, the 40-Day Body Image Workbook. It released December 12th. Start doing something in that time you would have spent scrolling that will nourish your brain and allow your body to rest. And friend, reading does that. Now, some of you are like, I don't like to read. Okay, I'm sorry. Get over it. It is so much better for you than scrolling. If you're thinking, oh, Heather, I don't scroll that much. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get honest. I want you to go on your phone and I want you to look at your screen time reports. 
If you're on Android, I have no idea if that's a thing. <laughs> but if you're on Apple, it's easy. Just go to screen time and it'll tell you how much time you spend on your phone every day. And friend, oh my word, it's a wake up call, right? When you see that number, two, three, four, five hours, friend, you are busy and you are stressed. Do you really have five hours to be on your phone? Okay, yeah, maybe you were texting for 30 minutes all day long. Maybe you had a phone call for 30 minutes. But look at those social media usage numbers and you will be shocked. If you had two hours back every day of the week during the holiday season, that's an extra 14 hours. What could you do in that time? Friend, don't let that time sucker in your purse or in your pocket rob you of that time. It's so hard on your brain and hard on your body. So that's my first tip for you. My second tip for you is to take a walk, right? Joyful movement is so helpful for our mental state and really for our bodies too. But I have found when I am the most stressed out, all I want to do is just get all the work done because I somehow believe that I could get all the work done and then I can rest. But it's never true. There's always something else to do. Or I do this fun little thing where I'm like, okay, I got all the work done for today. Oh, I could get tomorrow's work done too. And then I'd really be able to take a long rest. But it never happens. So what I have started to really discipline myself to do is when I am just at a tipping point with stress to be like, nope, I'm going to pause and I'm going to go take a walk, even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's 20 minutes, I'm going to go take a walk. Outside is best because being out in nature, even if it's cold, hey, bundle up. I mean, you know, if you're in like Arctic conditions, okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe you better just walk two laps inside your house, okay? I don't want any frostbite here. But for most of us, you know, can, you can bundle up enough where being outside for 10 minutes is actually just going to revive you. <laughs> um, so consider going for a walk outside in nature. You know, I even prefer, a lot of times I listen to podcasts while I walk. I mean, that's what I do. It kind of helps it go faster. But if you just have 10 minutes and you're stressed out, consider not listening to anything. Consider just taking that 10 minutes and making it prayer time. Just pour out to God like what you are wrestling, what you're struggling with, what is weighing you down. And you will be surprised at how good you feel when you get home. I'll be right back with several more tips right after this quick break. But look around you, your family, your faith. They're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of her king and country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. 
the Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Okay, my third tip for you today may be a little strange. This is based purely on my anecdotal experience, but I have started using electrolyte drinks. Okay, now let me just kind of give you a history here. I did not like electrolyte drinks because they had calories in them. And so as a dieter, I would have avoided that like the plague, right? Who needs extra calories, all the stuff about not drinking your calories, yada, yada, yada. But this summer, I started drinking electrolyte drinks, mostly because I live in Texas, where it's a blazing inferno, (laughs) or at least it was this summer. We had like, I don't know, 90 days in a row where it was over 100 degrees. It was insanity. But I started using electrolyte drinks um, after walking outside or after exercising in any way. And I really felt better in like a weird kind of like, wow, like I didn't know this would help me this much. And although I drank a lot of water always, there was something different about getting those electrolytes in. And as I've studied my thyroid issues, my Hashimoto's, which is really in remission now, but as I've studied some of my health issues, I found that electrolytes are super helpful and maybe somewhat common for, as a, as an issue, having electrolyte deficiencies, a common issue for people who have similar health problems to me. And so I started buying the liquid IV, those little packets at Costco. You can get them with full sugar or with a sugar, uh, you know, an artificial sweetener. I have a hard time with artificial sweetener. It gives me a headache. So I get the full sugar one. I love the way they taste and they make me feel so much better, so much more stable. In fact, I think in some ways I was probably like eating when I was thirsty. Isn't that weird? <laughs> but I think that's what I was doing. And I've been trying to like pay more attention to my body, be more attuned to my body as part of intuitive eating, I think making sure that I'm well hydrated is actually helping me in my relationship with food. So I throw that out there because in the winter, we can actually be just as dehydrated or even more dehydrated, I read, than we are in the summer. But because it's winter and it's cold outside, we want to pound coffee right, or, or tea or hot drinks that aren't necessarily helping us get the electrolytes we need. So just a thought. Try it. Let me know if it works for you. But it's definitely working for me. And I'm excited to try it all winter long too, because I haven't tried it in the winter yet and see how much more like stable it helps me feel when I'm hydrated. The other thing I'm trying to do this season is I am trying to practice breathing. Now, doesn't that sound weird? Of course, breathing all the time. But oh, friends, there is a reason why the Apple Watch has breathing and taking a breath and like the minute long breath timer thing. There's a reason why it's there. It's because most of us do not stop and breathe deeply enough. In fact, a friend of mine found a study that showed how there was a connection between people with thyroid issues and people who didn't take like deep enough breaths. And now I've realized I have a deviated septum. And so I probably haven't been breathing deeply my entire life. I haven't been getting enough oxygen my entire life. That explains so much. (laughs) But I think we all need to just stop and breathe (laughs) figuratively and (laughs) literally. 
right? So what would it look like when you maybe sit down to eat? If you just stop and just took, I don't know, 10 deep breaths, maybe while you're praying for your food, but just, you know, 10 deep breaths. Or if you just paused a couple times during your day, and like I said, Apple Watch will help you do this, and just took deep breaths for one minute. It makes a crazy difference, okay? It's sometimes like... If you're like me, you've spent your whole life trying to figure out how to fix your food to feel better, right? And now what I'm realizing is my food was 5%, 10% of the issue. I can feel better just by breathing more, just by being hydrated, just by taking a walk outside. Like all these things work too. (laughs) So I'd encourage you, hey, try breathing and see how it works for you. The next one on my list is naps. Okay, now this may not be doable for everyone. So my apologies for that. But if you work from home, like I do, it may be more of an opportunity for you. If you don't work from home, you know, I I would say you can probably still apply this to maybe on the weekends, or maybe you can close your office door if you have one. Or maybe you can go out to your car during lunch break and try this. But my recommendation is a 10-minute nap. Y'all, 10-minute naps have changed my life. So when I had adrenal, was first diagnosed with adrenal issues, I started researching a lot about what I should do. And one of the main recommendations was lie down. Like when you feel tired, just lie down. And I was like, well, that's going to be awkward. I feel tired a lot. I'm just going to be like at the grocery store and lay on the floor. Like, what does that look like? But I did take it to heart. And so if I'm working or doing something, I have given myself permission to just go lie down for 10 minutes. I set a timer and I just lay there. And sometimes I fall asleep for a blissful like five or six minutes. And sometimes I don't. But there is something that resets in my body when I'm just in that horizontal, like lying down in a comfortable space position for just a couple minutes. It refuels me. It re-energizes me. And, and like I said, now that I am focused more on intuitive eating, I am seeing how so many times I would run to the pantry or run to the coffee pot for that energy that I needed when I felt that crash or that, you know, slump or just that like you're out of adrenaline <laughs> low. And now if I just go lie down for 10 minutes, I feel more energized. Now, sometimes, in fact, a lot of times I'll wake up and I'll be hungry, but then I'm able to make a decision about what to eat from a place of rest, not a place of I need to fuel myself to stay awake. And it's a much, much different snack opportunity then. So as you have time, as you can be mindful, I mean, I know some of you got little kids at home, some of you got stressful jobs where like you're a teacher, There's you don't have an office to close the door on. <laughs> And take a nap. Oh, but whatever you can do on those days off to give yourself permission to rest. And that's really it, isn't it? Giving ourselves permission to rest. So many of us struggle with not feeling like we are doing enough or we are enough. So we don't have permission to rest. We only have permission to keep going to try to earn our value or earn our worth or get better, be better. Oh, but that's not what God asks of us. 
And what a difference I've seen it make for me personally to give myself that permission to rest. And when I work from a position of rest, when I, you know, take care of things for my family from a position of rest, when I take care of myself from a position of rest, it's just a completely different dynamic. It's so much more God honoring, right? Because he doesn't ask us to stress ourselves out trying to meet our own goals and objectives. And I really feel like in some ways, because it's God honoring, perhaps like he blesses it. Like I don't lose 10 minutes a day when I go take that rest. Like I feel like I'm more productive the rest of the day. So I'd encourage you, try it out, consider it and let me know how it goes for you. Okay, these next two recommendations are going to be food related, but I hope they won't trigger anything negative (laughs) from your diet culture past if you have one. But I'd like you to consider eating a bigger breakfast. This is something I started doing last year during the holidays, and it was kind of an anathema to me because breakfast was a meal that it felt like I could skip, right? I had enough of an intermittent fasting um, education, if you will, to believe that if I could skip breakfast, then maybe I could like save those calories or extend my fasting period or whatever. And then maybe, maybe somehow, um, you know, I would, (laughs) I don't know what the objective was, I guess, perhaps not gain weight during the holidays by skipping breakfast. But what I found last year specifically was the exact opposite, right? If I ate a bigger breakfast, then I was really more comfortable and I'm going to say more in control. And I don't mean that in the like restrictive kind of way, but, but I was able to make better choices about what I wanted to eat and how much I wanted to eat for the rest of the day, because I was kind of like operating from a place of rest. I was operating from a place of I'm satisfied. And so I started eating breakfast on Thanksgiving day, which I had never done before ever, right? That's the one day you have to skip breakfast. Um, and what a difference it made. Even I noticed like on, we've got a couple days every year that my daughter and I will just, you know, we'll just bake for a couple days and we'll watch Hallmark Christmas movies and we'll bake. And that's, those are those days I would have skipped breakfast, right? Because I knew I was going to be sampling the dough and sampling the cookies. And this last year, I made sure that I had a big breakfast. We're talking like protein and carbohydrates, like jelly on the toast. Although I prefer apple butter. That's probably what it was. But but the toast had something spread on it. It wasn't a restrictive breakfast. It wasn't a plain breakfast. Um, also some vegetables too. Like I love spinach, peppers, and my eggs. So I had vegetables. I had protein. I had carbohydrates. And what I realized was like it was a much different experience baking the cookies. I didn't go overboard. I didn't go nuts. I enjoyed them. I licked that spoon with that yummy cookie batter many times and tasted the product after it was done too. But I didn't feel sick afterwards because I had overindulged because I went into those scenarios starving. So my encouragement to you is look at your breakfast this season. You know, it's colder outside. Our bodies are working harder to like keep us warm. You may need more in the morning than you're used to. So fuel early and see what a difference it makes. I had uh, my friend Megan Hadley, who is an RD. I had her on the show two years ago, probably this month. And she actually answered the question, a listener question of sorts of like, why do I always like start eating at four o'clock when I get home from work? 
work and like do not stop eating until bedtime. And her recommendation was eat breakfast, like eat a bigger breakfast, eat more during the day. And I have taken that to heart and it works, my friends. It works if you fuel yourself properly all day long. You don't get that grabbiness at the end of the day. And now if you're hungry at the end of the day, of course, eat. I'm not advocating restriction in any way, shape, or form. But if you feel like you just keep eating and eating and eating after four o'clock and nothing ever satisfies you, nothing ever fills you, you're just always looking for the next thing, consider fueling earlier. And then my last food-related recommendation is add a vegetable. Okay, so I am an advocate of addition instead of restriction. Instead of thinking about what you can cut out, think about what you can add. And so just to make it like super easy and not burdensome, add one new vegetable every day. I mean, it doesn't have to be a new vegetable. (laughs) It can be broccoli or whatever vegetable you like. But what would it look like to just be intentional about, you know, I'm going to get one vegetable, one extra vegetable in every day. Maybe I'm going to pack a random carrot stick or two in my lunch today, which I've done many times. Maybe I'm going to add an extra vegetable at dinner time. I'm already making broccoli. Maybe I'll make cauliflower too. Uh, what would it look like to just add one vegetable a day? Like it doesn't have to be much, but just one. You know, we need those nutrients from vegetables. Vegetables are good for us. So adding one additional vegetable a day may meet some nutrient deficiency. Maybe not. Maybe maybe you're fully good on the vitamins and minerals front, but you need extra support this time of year and vegetables and fruit too. They have that nutritional support that you need. So what would it look like to just add one extra? No big pressure, just one. And my final recommendation for you to be healthy this holiday season, drum roll please, is to start saying no. (laughs) I bet you didn't expect that one. Oh, friends. So in my book that comes out this April, my book on aging, it's called Aging Gratefully, and it's a 30-day devotional. But I share this story. It's a little embarrassing, but I share the story of how I signed up to take cookies to like a school event. Now, in my mind, like a new, it wasn't a bake sale or anything where it was like dependent on my cookies to be there for revenue generation, right? This was just, we were having a little party after like a speech presentation kind of time and everyone was supposed to sign up for something. And I was the teacher of the class. And so I felt like I should sign up for something too. And the coordinator, a sweet, sweet lady was like, Heather, aren't you too busy? And, and I took that as a challenge, Instead of, I mean, she was trying to let me off the hook. Like she knew I was too busy. But instead I heard, what do you mean? I can do this too. Like, of course I'm going to do this. So I signed up. Oh, Lord, help me. I said, yes. I put my name down there, right? Signed up for cookie bars. And the night before this event, oh my word, I just had my hands full all day long. It's like nine o'clock and I'm sitting on the couch And I'm like, I have got to make the stupid bars for tomorrow. Why didn't I just say no? Ah, And then I had a decision to make. Do I go to bed or do I make the bars? I'm embarrassed to say I went to bed. I think I did kind of make a promise to myself that maybe I could stop at the grocery store and get something on the way there, which didn't happen either because it would have meant having four children ready for school like 20 minutes earlier and in the morning, like that wasn't going to happen. So instead I showed up without and I had to eat a little crow 
And I told the coordinator, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was overcommitted. You were right. I didn't bring my bars. And you know what happened, you guys? The world didn't stop turning. <laughs> the speech presentations still went exactly as they went. And okay, yeah, there weren't like a bunch of extra treats on that table. My bars were missing. She had counted on them. So the kids could only have like two treats from the table instead of three. But again, the world did not stop turning. And so my lesson in all of that was I should have just said no. I, I shouldn't have tried to commit if I knew I couldn't do it. And it would have been okay to say no. And so my encouragement for you today in this holiday season is, when can you say no? What are you saying yes to that you don't need to be saying yes to? You know, every yes is saying no to something else. And in the holiday season, I think our yeses are often saying no to maybe relaxing with family and just watching Christmas movie because you've got to be in the kitchen getting something, you know, ready for school the next day. Or maybe it's saying no to sleep because you've got to stay up later than everyone else because you said yes to this extra thing. It is okay to have boundaries. It is okay to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that this year. No, I'm afraid we can't make it to that because we've got a lot of other things going on. No, I can't do this extra thing that maybe sounds fun, but it's going to set me over the edge because we have something every single night that week. Learn to say no. And friend, your stress levels will get a little better. Your restfulness will increase. And ultimately, the healthiest thing you can do for your body is to manage your stress, right? So learn to say no. Carefully consider your yeses because they are no's to other things, other good things, things that you might need. Well, friends, I hope that this has been encouraging to you. I hope all of these healthy tips are tips that will help you have a wonderful holiday season. My brand new book, The 40-Day Body Image Workbook, is releasing in just over a week. So go ahead and snag your copy now so it'll get to you the day it comes out or shortly thereafter. I think it's really going to bless you, really going to help you on your body image journey. I also want to let you know that I am running a special, which is 30% off of the online course or this is a really big deal, you can use the 30% off to sign up for group coaching and the course in January, or to sign up for individual coaching and the course starting in January. So go to improvebodyimage.com. The coupon code is thankful and it's 30% off. It ends December 8th. So you're going to have to hurry. There's not a ton of time, but go snag the course alone or snag course and coaching. A group coaching will start in January. Like I said, go snag that now while it's the best price I've ever offered it at. I'm so glad you listened today. I hope you are too. If it encouraged you, hey, share it with a friend. Share the love, share the encouragement. And those reviews on Apple or Spotify mean so much to me too. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. The Compare To Show is proud to be part of the Life Audio Podcast Network. For more great Christian podcasts, go to lifeaudio.com. Feeling stressed? 
let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.